We are I. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday. I hope that you guys all had a great weekend. And it's now been like high 30s, low 40s for so long. Do we even remember what cooler temperatures feel like? It's kind of a a strange thought and feeling when it gets to be like the low 30s, high 20s at nighttime. It's just kind of irregular to our... uh, to our coast here in Vancouver and stuff, but um, reminds me of growing up. It really does. You just like that extreme heat, you know, obviously a lot more dry heat in the desert, but it just reminds me of like that, that summertime that's just so hot. It just bakes you. Like when you walk outside, like you just, you feel it. You just move slower. You, you feel on the skin, just your mind is like, what is happening right now? That's how it's been the last like, I don't even know for how long. It just seems like that's just our everyday life right now. But um, And even closing schools today because it's hot. Like businesses are closing because it's too hot. Like when is it ever, like when has heat ever impacted anything in Vancouver? Like that just doesn't even seem real. The hottest spot in Canada is lit in BC. It's supposed to be 46 degrees today. Like that's just unbelievable. But I'll take it. I'll take it all day long. Love the heat. I love the heat because it forces me to be able to, it doesn't force me actually, it encourages me to be able to get out and adventure. And that's what this weekend brought. And that was like the best part about this weekend is it had everything to do about adventure. I woke up, well, I couldn't really sleep, but you know, like I just woke up extremely early, you know, on Saturday morning and headed out to Manning Park and went and did Mount Outram one of the tallest climbable peaks in the Cascades. And it had everything. Like this, from leaving the house in the morning, it had everything. It had, you know, dark sky, sun's not up yet. You know, just seeing the, over the mountaintops as you're driving out there, where it starts to turn a little bit, you know, orange, and then like that pinky red, and there's like a purpley blue, and, it's just calm. Everything's still. There's very little traffic out. It's just peaceful. There's just a lot of serenity in, in everything, like visually, like the drive being easy. Like I said, very little traffic, you know, perfect temperature to be able to drive and have the window rolled down a little bit. Just feel that breeze coming in and just knowing that you're driving into excitement, adventure. You, know, you start to get a little bit closer to hope and you're winding through those mountains and you start to be engulfed by trees, by rock, by waterfalls. Like you just visually see everything, this great big raging Fraser River where all these smaller rivers, all this snow, all the glacier melt just accumulates into one incredible driving force. You know, you start to wind and get to pick one of three highways that branches off either going the number one or the number five or the number three but if you're going to Manning Park you know you branch off onto the number three you see that real old wooden BC provincial sign is Hope Princeton Highway 
Again, you're just in the bottom of this valley, of this very steep valley of these trees and these mountains, and you look up and you can't even see above their mountaintops because you can't look high enough from the inside of your car. You see deer walking across the road. You start to climb up. You start to elevate. You start to gain a little bit of altitude. Drive through all these beautiful spots like Sunshine Valley, and you look around and you can just feel the rich history of the of the gold rush of you know pioneers of people coming of seeking a new and better life and it's the one thing that i love about the mount outrim trail that i didn't realize until i started it is actually a part of the road the engineers the engineering road or the road that these engineers built in like 1867 as a a bridge and a link between the Similkameen River in Hope. And this specific section is called the Ghost Pass, the Ghost Trail. You know, and you take and you can see like these guys, they just, they built incredible feats for the time. You know, going through boulder fields that like we just find it unbelievable to be able to climb through. These guys literally built a road through a boulder field and used those boulders to create like a 15-foot-high wall that just circled around this mountain. It was incredible. When you're walking on, you can look and you just feel the heaviness. You can see, you can feel just all these men who just labored intensively to be able to build this wall. Like how horrendous the working conditions you know, must have been all these years ago, 150 years ago, to be able to build this wall. And you get to walk across it. That's at the very beginning of this trek. So the history, the history just pulls you into just how incredible it is to be able to be able to walk on that. People who helped forge BC, who helped make BC a province for what it is today. You know, then you walk down about a kilometer or so and you know, you get to this this junction where it says you can keep on going east or you can head up north to be able to start the Mount Outrim Trail. You know, in any trail where you know you're going to go 10 kilometers and gain about 1,800 meters of elevation, 1,600 meters of elevation, you know that this is going to be tough. You know, but whoever designed this trail, whoever was the first person to walk out and set forth on this trail did an amazing job. The switchbacks were just at an incline enough where you could consistently gain a ton of elevation, but it was never really that taxing. You're just winding up along these switchbacks, just real nice grade up where you're just not dying, but you're taxed and you just know you're climbing, you're gaining altitude, but you never have to slow down or stop. Stop for a little drink of water here and there just because it's already about 32 degrees and it's you know, in the wee hours of the morning. And you're just climbing and getting into that altitude and you can feel the cooler breeze and you're just seeking refuge in those nice cool breezes that come from being 16, 17, 1800 meters above sea level. And you know you get the privilege and the honor of being about 24, 2500, 2600 meters above sea level. And just how nice and refreshing that's going to be. So as much as you want to enjoy the nice ghostly look through these trees, just that real air of uncertainty 
but the beautifulness of when you look out through those trees and you see the ground carpeted in that nice soft moss and you can see for what seems like forever but then you realize you can only maybe see a hundred feet in front of you you're just winding through all these beautiful passes you're climbing into different trees and different vegetation then you get up and you break into these beautiful meadows where you can just see forever. The horizon is hundreds of kilometers away. You can see mountain after mountain just lapsed in the beginning, just layered upon each other like one after another, after another, after another, forever. And you're just awestruck, blown away that you even can see something so beautiful, that something beautiful to that degree exists and your mind is searching is reeling to try to find out how and why this is real when all the representations of the grandness of it just seem like it's a backdrop it's a postcard and then in the back of your mind just knowing that the best part about this is it's free you're not paying anything there's no user fee at the park. Like, sure, there might be a little bit of gas to get out there and some food, but to be able to see, to be able to witness this with your own eyes is free. And you continue on just to see, like, what's around that next corner because that adventure just lies with inside you because you just have to see what's around that next corner. And you can hear it. You can hear that sound of water, and you know that's the, the best part hearing that water because that water just represents life and when you hear this water this time it's raging you can hear the force of this water so you know that there's going to be something beautiful to see and you turn a corner and you see the beautiful 50 60 foot waterfall of just this hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of liters of water just crashing over this waterfall and the backdrop of this meadow of a backdrop of a hundred different mountains that you can see just in your peripheral vision and just stops you in your tracks. All set amongst the beautiful wildflowers, the, the purples, the, the purpley whites, the yellows, the oranges, and the forever green. It's just beautiful. And you keep on climbing, just winding through all these different meadows and climbing a little bit of rocks and through some trees. And you break out into a little knoll and you see this beautiful lake. There's snow skirting around the outside still, but it's like 27, 28 degrees. So it can be as much snow as it wants to be and it's never going to be cold. And you just see the pristine look of this lake. Absolutely pristine slight little ripple in the water from some of the wind in this meadow but you're in this incredible bowl that's two kilometers three kilometers wide and it sweeps up to the apex of this mountain and you see like how am i ever going to get up there but then you look down and realize that you're now looking down upon mountains because you're 18 1900 meters above sea level you're that high now and you look down at your watch and realize you're three and a half hours into this hike and just blown away how high you can get how fast. And then remember that's the earmark of a, a well-designed trail. And you skirt around the outside and you see that there's no trail tags anymore because there's no trees to put the trail tags on. But you know that that's when you have to look for the painted rocks. 
the painted rocks are still in her snow. So where, where are those trail tags? Where are those painted rocks, those trail markers? And you look up and cover your brow with your hand to be able to get a little bit of shade. And you're looking around and you see some, but a hundred meters up, great big rocks painted red. So you know you have to walk towards those. So you carve your own path through these big snow piles still. And you're maybe four or five hundred feet wide and, you know, a hundred feet in the other direction. You know you have to cross this. You know, it's going to be a little bit slippery because the snow is constantly melting. But you're up for the challenge. Then you get into these rock faces and realize that you're glad that you go bouldering because this is where those skills come into play. Then you look down into this bowl and realize that you're 500 feet up in the air and now you're scaling rock faces. Not just rock faces, shale rock faces. And as you reach towards one and you pull and it breaks away and the rocks go tumbling down and the little bit of fear kicks in and your stomach tightens up. But you know you have to keep on pushing forward. Like Why would you have come all this way if you're not going to keep on going? There's a big snow drift that's about six, seven feet high above you, a rock face blow that turns and goes around a corner and seems like it goes on forever. Just keep scaling and keep scaling and keep scaling and you turn around this corner and you realize that now you've worked yourself into a corner and you can't go any further. You need to be tied off. Now you're not bouldering and now you're into some serious rock climbing. So you climb up onto the to the top of this face and you realize that if you walk down about another 30 feet, you can get across this big snowbank, get back onto the other side, which might be a little bit more safe. So you scurry down and you walk across and you hop back on and realize there's the trail right there. Oof. Wipe all that sweat off your brow. This is a little bit easier. This is a little bit more safe. And you sit down right at the 2,000 meter mark and you take a little bit of a break and you look out. Now you're looking down upon this big bowl and down upon this beautiful lake and out across the mountain range where you're seeing thousands and thousands of mountain peaks. And you look and you see and you feel the intensity of it. And then you look at one of the biggest mountains that we're ever going to see, which is also a volcano, Mount Baker just being framed in by all these other mountains. It just stands so grand, so tall above them all. And you just can't help but look at the sheer beauty of it. And then you turn and look at the summit of your own mountain because you know that once you stand on the top of this, you'll be on one of the tallest climbable mountains in the Cascades. Same one that the Mount Baker's in, same mountain range. So you keep on going, you keep on forging, you get to this infamous rock field it's about 500 meters high hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of trillions of rocks about the size of a basketball and you can kind of see a little bit of a trail forged through with some painted rocks and some trail tags a little flagging tape that's underneath some rocks and you can kind of see it wind through this rock field that looks like it just literally goes on forever unstable rocks turning you step on one and then hits you in the back of the ankle you take a step on the other and it kind of rolls your ankle you take a step on six or seven more and you feel the force and you look down and it's thousands of feet down and you're just on this little rock face this little trail and you just look down and it's just 
thousands of feet down and that fear kind of grips back into your stomach again and you're climbing and you get to another one of these big snow banks and you know that you have to cross it but you know that you slip it's not just slipping and sliding down the snow but what if you can't stop when you get to the rocks and you get to the rocks and it's that thousands of feet down the real quick and easy way to get down but the way that when you get down you don't come back from you can kind of look around and you survey the area and you see if you go up and to the right, they can cut cross back left and it's a little bit more of a steady surface, a little bit more of a flat surface to be able to walk across. Yes, you might be off trail, but when you're crossing a rock field, there is no trail. So you get across that snowbank and you walk across and you find a little seam in the rocks and it's like, why is there a channel in these rocks? Has it been from all the snowfall, all the runoff? How this little seam get there doesn't make any sense, but hey, I'll take it. Winding through and you get to yet another snow bank, and this one's a little bit easier to cross. Now your confidence level is just that much higher because you're about 23, 2400 meters up, and you've seen it all today. You've crossed raging rivers. You've seen waterfalls. You've gone from the base of a mountain into the subalpine and now into the alpine. You've crossed, you've climbed some rock faces, did some bouldering, you know, probably some, you know, V1s, V2s, nothing crazy, but still. You know, now you've crossed this rock field, you've crossed all these massive snow banks. And you see, and you get to the very top, now you're standing at the summit of this mountain, and you look over the edge, and it's thousands of feet straight down a sheer rock face. And now the stomach just has butterflies. You've climbed all this way to be able to sit on the top and look over the edge and look around and it's you're almost too scared to do it. And you sit down and have lunch and you just look around and think about how amazing it is and you drink that in, you feel that in, it feels like a nice maybe 18 to 20 degrees, a nice little breeze on your face. You look around and it's just vast. You're above everything. There's nothing. There's nothing below you. Or there's nothing above you. Everything's below you. And you look around and you just applaud, you applaud yourself at having the ability to be able to do it, the want to be able to keep on going. You just sit there and you just bask. You bask in the life that you just love so much. You bask in the life that just helps your mental health and makes you feel whole as a person and does everything to be able to heal and clarify and fine tune and give you the drive, the tenacity to be able to keep on going. If you can conquer every challenge, a mount like or a, every challenge a mountain like Mount Outram offers you, then there's not much that you can't conquer. The fear of the unknown, the the fear of your life is in your own hands. The fear of one misstep can end that life. But you overcome all that, and you keep on forging forward. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Be lots of pictures on my Instagram feed this week of this hike, and I hope that you guys all enjoy it. That's just one of my adventures this weekend, and it just fills my heart so much. So welcome. Welcome to one of my days. Welcome to one of my adventures. <laughs>